This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. All right. So then I said I'd talk about this. I do want to mention the offensive line a little bit because obviously the Packers dealt with a lot this season. You could argue it looks a lot different if David Bakhtiari is healthy, if Elton Jenkins is healthy to start the season. The musical chairs is kind of cheating. But I do want to talk about the offensive line a little bit because for the Eagles, Lane Johnson, the right tackle, was a first-team All-Pro. Jason Kelsey, their center, was a first-team All-Pro. Creed Humphrey from the Chiefs, their center, and Joe Thune, the left guard. They were second-team All-Pros for Kansas City. And I thought this was interesting when I was trying to get some numbers together. Back in October, Jeff Schwartz wrote an article about the top five offensive lines in the NFL. First and second were the Eagles and the Chiefs. So, you know, you could call it a coincidence, of course, you know, we can make connections to a lot of things, but the fact that from a former offensive lineman, his top two rated offensive lines are the units that are left standing going into the Super Bowl. I just don't think you can underestimate, especially going up against the defensive lines we just talked about and how productive they've been, how effective an offensive line really is when you don't have a good one. I would love to see the numbers do the same thing that we did for defenses, but for offensive lines going back in the Super Bowl, because I keep thinking about like if the Bengals had beaten the Chiefs last night, like how that line would have just absolutely gotten wrecked by the Eagles. I don't think Joe Burrow would have been able to get a pass off. Yeah. Um, But it's true. And I think like you can see it again, taking this back to the Packers, the differences of when, you know, they're starting their best starting five are out there versus when they're rotating dead players is pretty stark. I mean, having David Bakhtiari versus not having David Bakhtiari is one thing, but when the line struggles, everything struggles, the quarterback struggles, run game struggles, and the offense can't get anything going. And I know that we, I think we've been pretty spoiled of having like very good offensive lines in the last few years in green Bay always having some one, if not two, all pro pro bowl level players on that line. But um, I think from center and over on the right side, like you could make the argument that those spots are up in the air this off season because they just didn't perform up to standard. Yeah. And I mean, I know that's, that's kind of one of the the traits that we always joke about when it's it's draft season is, you know, you got to like pencil in three spots for the offensive line because whatever else happens, Goot is going to take at least two or three big guys. And historically, you know, the Packers have found a, a lot of successes doing that. David yeah. Bakhtiari being the best example as a fourth rounder. So I would bet, you know, I don't think it'll be a first round pick, but I think the Packers will invest heavily again in the offensive line in this draft class. Just you know, to take a couple more swings at the fences because it's been working out. And, you know, 
maybe John Runyon is the guy still at right guard. Maybe Sean Ryan comes back from suspension and earns one of the starting spots. But whatever happens, the offensive line does have to play better in 2023. Yeah, always. Especially, Especially if yep. you're <laughs> about to say a first-year starter behind there who's yep. going to need maybe a little bit more time. We're always on the same page, I think. Always. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last thing I wanted to talk about um, for what these Super Bowl teams have that Green Bay didn't is red zone efficiency. And this feels like, you know, you could talk about any productive team that goes to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs were second in the league in red zone efficiency. They scored a touchdown on 69% of their drives. The Eagles were third in red zone efficiency, scored a touchdown on 67% of their drive, 68 if we want to round up. The Packers were 24th in the league in red zone efficiency, scoring a touchdown on 52% of their trip. So almost half the time they're trying to at least settle for a field goal or they're in goal-to-go situations and turn it over on downs. So really stark differences here between the two Super Bowl teams and the Packers all the way in the bottom third of the league. I mean, this one I think is just self-explanatory. It is. You can't yeah. score touchdowns. You're not winning football games. <laughs> Absolutely. So I do think like it would be interesting to do a little bit of a deeper dive into the change in the Packers red zone efficiency and try to figure out what it was that made it drop off. Obviously, Devontae Adams is probably variable number one, um, but what they were they were calling um, the lack of, I think, running efficiency in the red zone is probably something that sticks out in my mind. Like we watched the Eagles in the NFC championship game run for four touchdowns. So maybe, maybe for a future episode. (laughs) Okay. So before we wrap things up, do you have any predictions for this game? Who do you think comes out on top? We've got, you know, if we're going to go back to the top 10, you know, debate about where teams are ranked. The Chiefs are first in points per game. Eagles are third in points for um, the Chiefs are 16th in points against and the Eagles are eighth. Um, just, you know, as a side note, none of the first or second ranked offenses have won the Super Bowl going back to at least 2010. I didn't go any further than that because I, you know, had things to do today, but going <laughs> back to the Packers Super Bowl, the first or second ranked offense have not won. They've made it, but they've lost. Interesting. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left, look to your right, It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I actually have zero, like, gut feeling or inclination about how this one is going to go. I think you can make an argument for either team. Um, 
some of their strengths are the other's weaknesses. Like I think that the Eagles are going to be able to run the ball against the Chiefs, but I think I also think that their their rush is is probably going to be able to get to Mahomes, especially if he's less mobile. But at the same time, Mahomes is magic. And I don't know if the Eagles secondary can cover for that long, um, but it will, it'll just depend on which weapons they have available. Obviously they think they have the coaching advantage on that side. So it's going to be a very evenly matched, hopefully a very good game. I'm curious what your thoughts are though. Yeah. I'm excited for this one. I, you know, I think there's recency bias where I was rooting for the Bengals just because whenever the Packers are eliminated, I always root for the team that has never won the Super Bowl to win a Super Bowl outside of the Vikings. I will never, ever root for them in my whole life. But so that, you know, that was, you know, rooting for the Bengals at that point. The The Chiefs have been there a lot, but I'm sure everybody listening to this would say the same thing about the Packers. If you're not a Packers fan, there's a lot of, you know, get somebody new in there anyway. So can't really talk about that. But I think the Eagles have the slight edge. I would say the Chiefs have the advantage when it comes to like coaching and experience. They've been there before. And the Eagles, some of them have been there, obviously, like Jason Kelsey's been there, but it's a really right. young squad. Um, but I think as far as like I feel like this one could be like really explosive, like a lot of points. Cause I just I don't know if either defense is gonna be able to to hang with some of these offenses. Well, I guess we will find out. I would love a high flying, entertaining game like uh it comes down to who has possession in the last drive kind of game that would be really fun they're not fun when it's your team but they're really fun yeah. when it's you know you have no in, in, no rooting interest and i know we talked about it a little bit on the show but i personally am super stoked for mbs i you know I, I i hope he goes and gets his he led all of the receivers in the conference championships he had six receptions for 116 yards the second receiver was T Higgins with six receptions for 83 yards. So it's just really cool to see him, Tim go off in like a really big game. I agree with that. I'm very much him kind of rooting for his success. And I think he kind of got lost in the 2022 off season, just with like everything that was happening with the kind of two bigger names and um, to see him kind of go obviously to a better team um, with an also probably future hall of fame quarterback and get the time and attention. And they're asking him to do things. Green Bay didn't ask him to do. He's not just a deep threat for the chiefs offense. And he was able to step up in like a really big game for them when they lost, they lost some of their best players. So um, I wouldn't hate it if the chiefs won and MBS got his ring. I think that'd be awesome. His best season came with the Packers in 2020, but just by three yards, he had a really nice productive season for the chiefs this year. And it's fun to see him have like a carved out role in their offense, because I think the Packers tried to do some of that and it just wasn't always successful, but that is all the time that we have on today's show. Who knows what we're going to talk about next week, the pro bowl. I don't know. It's flag football. Now we'll, we'll figure it out and we'll let you know next week when you come back and listen, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at PWSS podcast. You can find Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J Loney. Make sure you follow, subscribe, download all of the episodes. It really helps out our numbers. And like I said, yeah, we'll be back next week talking about, we don't know yet, but it'll be Packers related, maybe something to do with the Super Bowl. Thank you, of course, for listening and go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 